There are things in this world and apart from it that man was not meant to know. Unseen blasphemies that stalk between the shadows of our waking world and nameless untold horrors that inhabit our dreams as we close our eyes each night. There are those who seek out these terrible mysteries and their curiosity has been rewarded without exception with madness and death, and for the least fortunate, the unassailable knowledge that humanity's place in the universe is as that of an insect to the common man. We now present a story of one of these unfortunates. Welcome to Tales from the Black Vault. When I woke in the mornings, I had a routine. I climbed from my bed, and I walked downstairs, and I greeted my children at the table. Hello, children. Father. Good morning, Father. I poured my cup of coffee that they had dutifully made for me, and I drank it slowly, taking in the day's events that were to come. I had a meeting in my office later that day, and I would greet the children later for their lessons. And each day became like each and every day before it. As I rode the ferry to town, I realized I had become restless. The people on the ferry chattered away, and I eavesdropped on their conversations. Well, I, I just have a lot of business to do. There's too many headlines in the newspapers. Immigrants. It's just immigrants everywhere. Taking your job. Is that a dolphin? Looks like a dolphin. I heard nothing of significance and nothing of import. And that was what it was like each and every day of my life. It had become dreary every day. And so I wandered around the streets after work one day, late to pick up my children, late to have an interest in my life, trying to find something, something to inspire me. And that's when I saw a building I had not seen before was large. There was one window in the top, what would be, I imagine, the fourth or fifth floor, but it was hard to tell exactly how tall it was. A large black metal door with a single red doorknob greeted me up the stairs. I don't know why, but I felt compelled to walk and knock on the door, and so I did. You won't find anyone here, sir. I Excuse I walk me. this beat every day. This building is unoccupied. I don't know what business you might think you have here, but I think you had the wrong address. Uh, officer, what, what is in this building? I There's no signs outside declaring what business lays within. Look at me, look at me. Best not ask these questions. Just move along, sir, please. And so I did, and the officer walked in the opposite direction. Repeatedly, I peered over my shoulder, watching him as he faded off into the distance. When I see that he had rounded a corner, I turned and trotted quickly back to the door. I put my hand on the doorknob, and then I knocked again. Harder, and then harder again, until slowly it opened, and I was greeted by a shadow of a man. Who are you? M my name is Richard Pearlweather. What are you doing here? I, I, I don't know exactly, I just... I have an interest in whatever this is. I just have an interest in anything, and that's that's welcome. What is it that you do in this building? Close the door behind you. Okay. 
Come over away from the window. All right, what? Just, I'm just curious, what, what exactly goes on here in this building? I, I work down here, and I, I've come this route for a good decade now, and I don't remember ever seeing this building here before. You're trespassing, but you're here now. You can't leave until the sun comes back up. No, no, I have children I have to get home to. Oh, no, no, no. Your children would be much, much better off if you stay here. No, they're alone, no. Their mother passed away many years ago. I'm their only caretaker. I have to ride the ferry home. No, they'll be fine. You you have to worry about your own soul now. My soul? Be quiet. You were very fortunate when you came in. But no one saw you. You didn't speak to anyone, did you? Well, just an officer on the outside. An officer? Yes. A policeman? Yes, he told me to avoid this space. Police never come to this neighborhood anymore. Never. Well, I definitely saw an officer of the law outside the building. But tell me, what was that grumbling I heard before? It sounded like, I don't know, a, a rumbling of a stomach. These walls, they, they have their own ideas and their own desires. They, they care very little for ours. Calm yourself. Listen to their song. As I listen, noise that came seemed to echo through the very walls of the building. It made my skin crawl. My heart tried to leap directly out of my chest. My pulse raced, my blood pressure rose. Tears came out of my eyes slowly. Sir, it's it's something I've never heard before, and I'm not sure I want to hear it again. You I can have to feel leave. It, can't you? Have you ever built one of those little crystal radios from a kit you send away for? Of course, every child had one of those. Yes. I remember connecting every node in the circuit together until finally you could hear the staticky sound from the radio. This house is like that. Each room is a separate part of a circuit of sorts that are connected by you and I and everyone else that's ever been through this place. Sir, I, I don't think I can stand here and listen to your gibberish any longer. I, I'm going to have to leave. I Just excuse me. And I turned and I pushed him out of the way. And I turned and I ran. The door had vanished. There was a flat, smooth surface... It was almost as if it was made out of glass. A dark, black glass. I turned back around, and the man was gone. There was a staircase in front of me, and I ran up the stairs. Help me! Someone! Where am I? Get me out of this place, this demented, torturous place! Get me out of here! And I ran down the hallway, and I flung open a room. Quiet, you fool. You're going to bring them all down on us. They're satiated for now, but you can still get hungry if you smell a steak. They're getting angrier and angrier, can't you tell? Sirs, how do, I don't know who you are, and I, I'm afraid I'm losing track of who I am in this mad place. How do you escape? How do you get out of there? The door seems to have disappeared. Did you speak to the Reverend when you came in? The Reverend? Speak? Yeah, I spoke to a man when I came in. He should have explained everything. Ah. Did he tell you how every room is a different link in a circuit? Yes, it, it, it made no sense, though. It, it talks about how each thing connected to another to talk to the static from beyond. Did you talk to anyone before coming in here? 
Yes, a police officer, a gentleman. He turned and he walked away, and then I came in. He told me... He told me not to come in here. He told me to keep walking. Father? Father? Is that you? Son? Yeah. Son, uh, I don't... Who are you talking to? It's my son's voice. Daddy. I, maybe he followed me here oh, looking no. for me. because I Don't don't listen to it. It's just an echo. Daddy, I'm lost. That is not your son. The circuit is feeding back on itself. No, I, I've been here so long. My son must have ridden the ferry to town to look for me. It's turning things in your own brain into things that you're hearing. Auditory hallucinations. Please help me. Get out of my way. Get out of my way! Daddy, daddy. I tore down the hallway and I flung open the door. And the two men that I talked before stood there again. They're back. It'll just keep circling around. This whole building is an antenna. I don't understand. I just want to leave. I want to go home to my family, to my children. I want the things I know. Get me out of this nightmare. Listen to me. If you want to live, you have to see tomorrow. And if... You're to see tomorrow, you must keep your voice down. Just above all, keep calm and quiet before it comes. Father, your coffee's getting hot. Son. You made it just like you left. Keep calm, you say. Keep calm. Father, the paper is I mean, you don't want it coming for you. We don't want it getting out. We don't want it sensing us. How long have you been here? You don't get it. <laughs> Time space inside and out don't have much meaning here. They used to. The Reverend was great. As great a scientist as he was a man of faith. Perfect synthesis of the two. Please tell us, what is the time and date you came in? Well, the, the, the time? It was, it was a Tuesday afternoon and it was... Um, the year! It, it was... It was... It was... A fog overtook my brain. I cast back, and I, I knew the year. I knew the year I was born, and the year I married my beautiful Esmeralda. The year my two children were born, but right now the dates seem to fade and disappear. I, I, I couldn't lock onto any one time, and gentlemen, I, I seem to have forgotten exactly when I... That's probably for the best. If you can't keep calm, if you can't keep it at bay, maybe it's best that you just continue forgetting for all our sakes. Daddy, I'm hurt. Son. Daddy, it hurts. Son. Don't worry, that memory will go too. Keep calm. That's what they told me, to keep calm. They follow the two gentlemen into a room. Here it is. The heart. The core of the machine. <laughs> and now a temple. A large wet object. He was literal in his speaking. A heart beat in the room. Chords of both biological and mechanical came in and out of it and connected into the buildings. Room and windows came in and out of vision. Every time one came in, I dove towards it, and then it would fade before I could get to it again. In the oldest holy text known to man, he found knowledge that our gods were not creatures of another world, but creatures of the outer world. From the vast, endless space between one world and the next, they occupy it in a way that the human mind could never understand, but they must be kept at bay 
They must be kept apart from us, or our sanity and our bodies will be rent to ruins. Being a man of knowledge as well as faith, he built this antenna to contact them, and in our pride and folly we did. Oh, we did. And now they know of us. And they have answered and transformed us. This man that you speak of in such glory, but in such fear, where is he now? We should grip him, we should hold him tight, grab him by the throat and throttle him until he lets us release from this hell. Oh, it's far too late for that. Far too late. Sir, I demand you release me and these two gentlemen from this, or I will tear you limb from limb. Oh, you think it's I who holds you prisoner? Oh, no. No, I'm trapped here just as you are. I told you before, if you leave here, horrible things will happen. As the room echoed with the sounds from the other gods, the other dimensions, the floor rippled, the walls rippled, the ceiling rippled. My feet sank into the floor. I went down to mid-cab and I could barely move. And I looked at the heart, and it glowed, and it radiated. And I imagined myself plunging myself deep into it, if that's what it took. Why, why haven't you just destroyed it? Why haven't you just destroyed the heart? Kill the Reverend? And destroy this entire structure? Take it all down. Just tear the heart apart. How could the Reverend ever leave? Look at him. Does his heart not beat? Does his heart not carry this entire machine's operations? Stare into the cavity of his chest. No heart beats there, but a thin cord connects to the large, beating, bloated heart at the heart of the machine. It's true. It's all true. They took it. They took my heart from me. And they'll take yours. The Reverend gave of himself that the machine might live. That the machine might live. That the machine might live. It chanted over and over in my brain. As the machine might live. 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 And so I sit now in the room, watching the heart beat. A chord of what used to be my heart connected to the large heart in the room watching its beat awaiting for the thing that owns it to arrive thank you for listening to tales from the black vault we release a new story every two weeks and you can find them at our website at blackvault.net this episode the constant engine was narrated by justin bozade and features Brad Hawkins, Roy Yannick, J. Michael, and Peter Rogers as the cast of The Black Vault. Engineering by Lindsay McGowan. Mixing by Brent Chismark. Editing by Peter Rogers, with score consulting by Michael Yu, and effects consulting by Cindy Page. Music by Nathaniel Rendon and Matt Reed for Scotch and Coda Productions. Tales from the Black Vault, Season 2 theme by A Wayward. Tales from the Black Vault is produced by Peter Rogers and Lindsay McGowan for Terrible Old Productions. The Black Vault was originally directed by Mark Major at the Hideout Theater in Austin, Texas. Until next time, 
The vault is waiting. <laughs>